LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And a guy I just met, but I really like. <laughs> How do you say your last name, Ryan? Myers. Myers. Yeah. Okay. Straightforward. Yeah. M-Y-E-R-S. We don't mess around with an extra E. Just get straight to the point. There you Ryan. go. So Ryan Myers is the COO. <laughs> We're all looking at each other. <laughs> I just made things awkward, this? folks. Yes. That's Todd, what I do well, here. Todd is awkward. So. so Ryan Myers is the chief operating officer of... He reads truth. She reads truth. Everything. All the reads truth. All the, All the reads, reads truth. Whatever pronoun you want to kids put in front of there. My kids love. It. So my wife has a She Reads Truth Bible. Okay. I have the new He Reads Truth Bible. Fantastic. And my Which, kids, by the way. Oh, dude, it is. It, when the She Reads Truth Bible came out, I was like, oh, can I carry amazing. this around? It's awesome. Because <laughs> I kind of want to. Bible came out and I'm like, so, I can carry so this around. Better. Yeah. Yeah. And then my and, kids love the Kids Reads Truth stuff too. Uh, the devotionals. So it's so neat to see them doing it as well. So it's just thank you for your ministry. Oh, and man, we're having a blast. Do. It's just a fun to fun to create new things and figure out what what works and yeah, and the binding, bring people into the word, and the paper. Yeah, hey, and everything is is every decision was was with purpose for sure. Well, we're book and binding people here. Um, from a publishing standpoint, you've mm-hmm. got Trevin with Bibles, uh, Jennifer Lyle with with B and H books. Like it's it's really messed up. It's probably not the most um, cost effective thing in the world. But when you love books and you get to create books, it's just a special thing. Yeah. So when you see the He Reads Truth Bible and you're like, "Wow, if I have to change a tire and I'm missing." something to like prop it up <laughs> yeah. after because yeah. it is thicker it is it's it a is. big but it's uh it is big you know it's, it's it's not so much your everyday carry it is not an everyday carry folks yeah. but but it's robust and it's got uh plenty of yeah. extra stuff in there to dig into and oh yeah explore. i mean if you're yeah if you're wanting to dig back into the word of god and you've been wafting a little bit here or there or you've realized that using the app you get always inundated with all the notifications. Yeah. The He Reads Truth Bible for guys and the She Reads Truth Bible for girls really does, and I'm not just saying this, but it really does give you a new experience or a fresh experience into the scriptures. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, as we approach this, this was a this was a whole team uh, pursuit for us, creative content, uh, everybody. So it was, it was one of those things where we really wanted to make sure that anything we were going to put into the Bible in between the pages of, of scripture, mm-hmm. um, that will. it was, Oh, that was, that seems like I'm an sure industry term. <laughs> uh, anyway, that it would be, it would be good. You know I mean? We, we didn't just want to fill it with, with, uh, superfluous info. So totally. everything there is, is going to help you better understand the word yeah. for sure. Okay. So before we get into our questions, yes, we were trying to figure out, okay, what is Ryan's title? Because it's been cre- creative director. And so let's just talk about that side yeah. where, I mean, how did you know that it was time to shift things, to hand off that creative hat onto your team to lay that. Cause you that's know. kind of a big deal yeah. with your brand, with yeah. the she reads truth brand and, and he reads truth brand. Yeah. S- style. Oh, and yeah. Creative. We, we, we have a very high emphasis on oh, design. Yeah. It's amazing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so emotionally, when were you ready? How did you know you were ready? And then how did you actually, I know it's recent yeah. by the time we record, but how did you, 
Are, are you beginning to let go? <laughs> uh, What's the illusion of letting go for you <laughs> right. like, right? The, the emotion didn't happen until afterwards, okay. after we already had somebody in place. I think I was exhausted prior, and I think that was more the catalyst. That's really been the catalyst of any sort of change within the creative team uh, in the entire uh, history of She Reads Truth. I mean, it was um, – it started off – with with me working in the evenings and you know seeing Rachel kind of carry this torch, Rachel and Amanda carry this torch, and um, felt like I had something to offer, you mm-hmm. know, from a design aesthetic, and and it's definitely been a passion of mine for a long time. My my, my background is, is design. Oh yeah, you were doing yeah full time uh, designer elsewhere. Okay, yeah. um, but you know, I think the Christian publishing and and Christian. Christian content and resources as a whole um, for so long has just been uh, a replication of the world and, and needed a needed a facelift. And, okay. and, and that was really kind of my driving force behind putting energy into it and, and seeing, uh, you know, Rachel putting her energy into the content and just, and, you know, the, the, the model as a whole um, and just being able to lend that, lend that side of it, you know, just to be able to, so you know, working full time, moving to four, six hours in the evenings, uh, you know, before, after the kids went to bed and it just got to be a lot. I mean, it's obviously a lot, kind of, kind of any startup, you know, oh, for sure. just giving everything you have. And, uh, it wasn't until, uh, she reached truth started in, in 2012 and really kind of formalized in 2014. And it wasn't until, uh, January of 2015 that I actually came on staff okay. and, and came on as the sole designer. So still everything that was coming, um, that was facing the, our audience and, and our readers, I was still creating everything, okay. um, and did that for about nine months until I was able to, um, re- really out of necessity, just, just had too much to do and too tired. And so, was able to bring on an incredible art director, someone I had known for years, and um, you know the Lord kind of orchestrated that with timing with her work, and and uh, it, it just it synced up, and she came on board and was our first design hire. We quickly hired another designer, um, and now the team is five deep, five designers deep. Okay, um, and you know my my background being in design, but also with. Uh, marketing and, you know, just kind of having an entrepreneurial mind um, anyway, uh, I stepped into a lot of those those roles naturally. So I carried a lot and was kind of spread thin across all of those and realizing that I just wasn't, um, wasn't really supporting the creative team in the way that I that I know that they needed, mm. especially with the the amount of of product that we put out every year. Oh yeah, you know, we have That's a lot. We've of... got the Bibles too. Yeah. You know, obviously through B and H, but um, you know, we put out fifteen reading plans a year. Yeah, two books per reading plan plus ten kids read truth resources. So, I mean, we are constantly in a production cycle, and uh, they just needed more guidance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a lot of proof. Yeah, it's a lot, and so you know, when when you overload everywhere you're you underproduce everywhere and so that was the point in which it was time and and uh you know luckily we found it was another a guy that i have known for years and have admired a long time and really hadn't been considering him for any sort of role but uh you know the conversation just evolved and 
instead of replacing an art director, we we hired a creative director. And so we're we're a few weeks deep into that. And and yeah, I think it was it wasn't until I found myself sitting at my desk last week, maybe two weeks ago, going, I'm not involved in the day-to-day. Like, mm. what am I doing? What do I do? What do I do yeah. with my time now? <laughs> um, and so that's been a little bit of a that's where my energy has been going, you know, just trying to kind of right. figure that out and build that foundation for how, how I spend my time and yeah. how, how I can still uh, provide value to She Reads Truth. I think this is a, it's a really timely conversation. Um, it's always timely for us, but, you know, for you, I, I think whenever someone comes into a new leadership role, especially when it's an elevated role, it really is you know, in talking to you before and talking to you on the way up and understanding a little bit of history and even hopefully people listening can hear this, how, how are you setting yourself up to move from being a doer to a developer Yeah, of people? Like a doer of stuff, a doer of the, the actual day-to-day to a developer of uh, staff and product. That's a good question. This is where we edit out the pauses and <laughs> buy time for me to think. Um, no, this is new. The, I mean, oh. like, so here's yeah. here's the, the great thing for for us as our listeners. You know, a lot of guys are going through the the same thing, sure. or they've been in a new yeah. role for a shorter period of time, and and they're struggling with this and and want to wrestle through it too. So I, I'm just looking everywhere I can for guidance. You know, uh, looking to. Uh, other people who have a lot of experience in it, um, you know, just real, it's a, it's an identity shift. Um, and I don't, I don't consider myself an expert in it and, and, you know, obviously there's room to grow. So it's just, uh, you know, over the past couple of weeks, that's what it's been. It's been, you know, a lot of reading, um, you know, picking up as many books as I can. And, you know, ultimately we know, we, we have a really clear outline of what our goals are for She Reads Truth and, right. and He Reads Truth. And so being able to have that in place and really uh, have that as the lens by which I can look through any effort, and that's the nature of an operations person, right? I mean, you, you have to know that you are, if you're not pursuing one of the defined goals, then it's a waste of time yeah. um, or if it doesn't fall into one of those goals. Uh, and so uh, luckily we have that in place and, and now it's just a matter of, of, you know, supporting the people that are, that are now in their roles that I had otherwise been carrying and, and making sure that, uh, you know, that they've got, they've got the support that they need to, to do it. You have to trust them. Good deal. Yeah. Well, we should probably actually get into our questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I think it's a natural transition because the first question is about, who are you learning from? And you're obviously in a season of learning. Yeah. So give bring us some insight Talk about into some that. Of those books. Yeah, because sure. a lot of our listeners, I, I know, just by virtue of how many listen in, there are going to be people who are in the same shoes as you. Yeah. Um, maybe not transitioning from he reads truth or or they may have been in a role for a long, long time yeah. and realize, uh oh, I have been in this role for five years and I'm still doing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so even though they may be in a different mindset, uh, or a different, you know, period of transition, um, this is still a valuable conversation. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the question? Yeah. Who are you learning from? Who are you learning from? Oh gosh. Um, 
I, I love Don Miller. Um, I think he's got a lot of great insights. Yep. We uh, listen to, I listen to his podcasts regularly. Um, and it's crazy how he shifted. Oh yeah. From author right. to, to framework builder. Crazy yeah. Guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just good self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, I think having goals in place has, has made that really good. There's a lot of good, th- there's a lot of things that we do really well as she reads truth. And then there's some other things that I, that we've kind of, um, you know, just kind of treaded water on to keep our heads above water uh, for those that like familiar with our kind of our story, it just right. exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the first few years, it was just like, everybody hold on. Uh, like we got to get stuff done and there's really kind of no structure to it. And we're going to put together a ragtag crew who can get stuff done and everybody's on board and we're all just hustling. Um, but now we're really at a point now where we're, we're up for air. You know, we have been for the last year or so. Um, and so getting some of those other like formalized structures in place where we've got, you know, really clear processes and policies and, and things that, that make life easier for our employees. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's been super helpful for me to not have to concern myself with like, okay, where do we even start building? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I get to focus on the things that I know are, are related to our goals. So, you know, we're, we're kind of out of that startup phase. We're really at a place where our, our infrastructure is in place and we, we have a very clear kind of product direction and, you know, it's time to, how can we scale? You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's my kind of my focus. Like how do we, how do we build this and and reach more people? That's one of our, it's one of our four core goals is more men and women in the word. Um, And so, you know, I actually just read, uh, uh, Les McCown just came out with a book called do scale yeah, and, uh, it's a really fun read. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I, I bought the book instead of, you know, audiobook or anything like that. It came in like a, it's very Seth Godin-esque. It's yeah. like mm. a, kind of a small format and kind of some color inside the pages felt like a long blog post and <laughs> it was good. It was, it was, it was fun to read. It, it was a light read. It wasn't, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. heavy. Yeah. Um, so that was good. It was kind of a nice little uh, a little nugget to take. That's good. Yeah, stuff That's he good. puts out, predictable success. I mean, the organizational life cycle stuff yeah. is just it's just so helpful. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. His, his whole thing, as far as scaling, is like you have to be able to make make decisions in a different way that you have in the past. Like okay. you can, That's all about the shift. It's all about yeah. shifting from, you know. Contributing to right. leading. It's no longer as an individual. It's dude. no longer founder's gut. You do not have all the information. You know, making decisions on a whim will <clears throat> be jarring to your team substantially. Mm. And uh, that's you, the shift then? That's this. Yeah, that's okay. a big shift. That's a shift. To, to, but it, it's nice. I mean, if you, if you walk into the office with the mindset that like you don't have all the information, someone else does. And you can put together this, this great, you know, leadership team that mm. that can and that's kind of where we're at now we finally built out the team enough where we have you know department heads that are not c-level department you know c-level yes. uh, people right and so seeing them just as excited as we are and, and you know carrying these these goals the same way that we are we're not the only ones anymore so right that's cool and we've got a great executive coach i would i highly recommend anybody who's even in a if, if it, it costs money you know, obviously, but if you can, even as a startup, just if you can have somebody to 
bounce, bounce your concerns off of and issues and frustrations. And, you know, they've got, they can, you know, give you recommendations yeah. uh, and past experiences. That's, that's been huge for us, especially on like the personnel side, just being able to navigate all that. Mm, I'm sure. How often do you meet? With the executive monthly. Coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about like a four-hour session per month. Okay, and it's the it's Rachel and Amanda and me. Okay, okay. very cool. It's been great. All right. So, uh, what is the main point of emphasis with your team right now? Um, unity. That's a biggie. I think that uh, unity in what we're what we're pursuing. Um, historically, we have. We have done a really good job of setting goals uh, every year for for everybody to pursue, but it's all been by department. And so our creative department has some goals, mm-hmm. both you know on a team and then also an individual level. And the editorial team has some goals. And the problem that that's created is that like it's not uh, the the being able to achieve that goal requires more than just that department. Right. And so then it ends up being you know, uh, a drain on other departments when you have to lean on them. And so we, we shifted that this year. Thanks to Rachel. She's, uh, she's a really good CEO. It's good, good visionary. So she's, uh, kind of said, you know what, we're going to create with the leadership team, we're going to create four core goals. Uh, and then we will populate those goals with objectives that every department and that can then fill in. And so that, that keeps us, keeps us really unified in what we're pursuing at any given time. It's scheduled out. Better. That's good. How how do you guys come up with the goal, goals and how often, like, what does that process look like? Yeah, this is a first time around. Okay. We we did it uh, at the end of last year, okay. and kind of set out uh, goals for for twelve months, mm. um, and then broke those into quarter or anything we wanted to achieve within within those twelve months, mm-hmm. um, and then being able to break those into quarterly. And so then yeah. we meet quarterly to recap. Um, but I, honestly, I think it's probably better. We're, we're probably going to meet monthly just to have better check-ins along the way to make sure that we're actually making progress towards those goals. Yeah, versus yeah. eleven. Yeah, because what what can you do like, at the no, at the oops. end of Q two yeah. and you're like, well, we did actually we actually didn't make it. Yeah, and you're like, oh well, you know, a month and a half ago, if we had talked about I'm this, add we could have to uh, your reading list right yeah. now, oh, which is four pen? disciplines of execution. Okay. Um. So we've talked about it on the podcast a number of different times, yeah. but one of the one of the key Disciplines there is creating uh, creating a scorecard, but an ongoing a cadence creating a cadence of accountability. And so the the cool thing about that is it's really breaking down the goals into like lead measures and lag measures. And if we hit our lead measures, we'll hit the goal ultimately. Mm-hmm. And if we're we have a regular cadence of accountability, we'll know whether or not we're hitting. Yeah. You know everything um, versus going uh oh. Now surprise, it's, it's easy to say yeah. um, more than it is easy to do because our team. I mean, you know, we have a map, a ministry action plan, um, and we have you know we line those up with make sure those are in alignment with our vision and values because it's really difficult um, to get everybody on board to achieve any goal if it's out of alignment with your. Um, with your vision and values. Yeah. So, yeah the, yeah, the interesting thing, that it's a great resource. The other resource that I was thinking about, especially because you guys have come out of that startup mm-hmm. mentality, is um, what Basecamp does. So Jason Fried and those guys, yeah. they're, 
I mean, they're just pushing the bounds on so many ways. But what they do is they put everything, they, they put a six-week time limit on everything. Oh, wow. Brilliant. And they're like, so if everything's it, sprint. Yeah, if every, sprint yeah related, it's everything exactly. is agile. It's basically agile development. But if it can't be done in six weeks, it's too big. Wow. So it's not, don't do it, sure. but break it down so you can, so six can actually bundle so six weeks. So you're guaranteed progress. Yeah, because yeah. if it's six weeks, like you can't push it aside. Sure. If it's six months, then it's like, oh yeah. Right, well, right. You know. Well, we have weeks, to hold on this for the first month yeah, you know, exactly. for now. But if it's six weeks, right. it's like behind. two weeks goes by and you're like, oh my goodness, it's a month left. Right, right. So there's just that, so they have that constant. Minimum viable progress. Yeah, precisely. That's fantastic. It's so something to, to wrestle with. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> what guides your core beliefs? Are they founded upon solid truth or are they based on others' opinions or your own emotions? What you believe about your purpose and value affects almost every area of your life. And this is the premise of the new film, Overcomer, in theaters August 23rd. It's the latest from the Kendrick Brothers, makers of Courageous, War Room, and others. This movie has inspired the creation of several resources. For small groups, there's the Overcomer Bible Study. For individuals, there's a book called Defined. Both are based upon powerful insights from the book of Ephesians. Learn more about all the resources at lifeway.com slash overcomer. All right, let's go to three. All right, so when you think about your daily rhythms, yeah. uh, other than... Hopefully, and obviously reading the word. <laughs> yeah, yes, I appreciate that. Thank right. you. I mean, we, Bible we, is not yeah. your last name. You know, right. we, I talked about these with Rachel, and she was like, they wouldn't even let us answer read the Bible. No, no. we wouldn't. And especially not you guys. Yeah, yes. Especially not That's you That's a given, guys. right? Yeah. And um, I think this is, at this point, we made fun of, of Amanda's middle name, because Barnabas was hosting with me yes. back then. Yeah. Uh, the first time, at least, they were on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's amazing. And it Bible. Was Amanda I know. Bible. Williams. Yeah, let's I just. Know. <laughs> then we all went around and said, if um, if we were named, like, what would your middle name be? Oh. Did you ever, I, I don't know I if you ever heard, about oh this. dear, you need to hear what your wife said. I, I can't even guess. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, yeah. I think I know. Listeners. Yeah. It's food related? It was, uh, yes, it was. Yes. Okay. So okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you think about your So Daniel, rhythms, what would your middle name be? <laughs> my middle name is my Korean name, Sangi. What, Which is why on social media it's Daniel Sangi, and people are always like, "Is that your last name?" I know, but what would your middle name be if it represented? You? If it was purely you, if it was purely the, you. distilled Daniel. Come on, man! Uh, I know you hate these questions. Yeah, food. I don't know. <laughs> I love food. I have problem answering yeah. these types of questions because I. And I'm s- such an individual. Like, I'm a four on the Enneagram. Oh, good. Okay. And, What's your uh, wing? Three. Okay. I'm a three wing four. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm an eight wing seven. What you got? Oh, Rachel's an eight wing seven. <laughs> what yep. you got? Of course you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it's always like, you're going to put me on the spot to answer a question that like... Oh, yeah. especially You're asking me to, like, identify myself as something. Yes. Come on. And especially with my wing four, I'm like, what am I going to say? Oh, forget I asked the question. (laughs) If what are one or two things that you would have (laughs) to do daily other than answer questions that were open-ended in order to grow as a leader? Yeah, mine's uh, definitely coffee. I mean, you have to have a cup of coffee in the morning. (laughs) For what sure. Kind of coffee guy are you? Uh, you know what? We that. actually um, have stocked our office with Stay Golden Coffee. Do you not know, know Stay no. Golden? Oh my goodness. 
It's fantastic. I'm just, it's glad, got you a great I'm just name. glad you didn't yeah. say Keurig. No, no, <laughs> hey, no. Hey, as, you know what? Mode. But as, I will say, as one of our, as one of my first, uh, as one of my first operational efforts, this was a couple of years ago. Yeah, we did have a, a Keurig machine in yeah. the office, and we were just—I couldn't believe how much yeah. money we were spending on K cups. It was insane, yeah. and the and waste, it's right? Subpar. Yeah, it's terrible yeah, coffee. It is, yeah, and. I, I we're gonna be sued for <laughs> yeah. Un, unnamed pod. Nespresso pod. is amazing. <laughs> hey, it's, they, it's amazing how they can get that crema on the Nespresso yes. stuff. Hey, it's just it's good. You, it's incredible. No, yeah, it's it is next level, it and is. it's more expensive than a K cup, yeah, but it's well, life because you're short for cheap coffee. Yeah. Yes, I mean, well, back if, to my if story. Everyone got paid. Like Todd Atkins <laughs> got paid. Then. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like sixty cents a pod. <laughs> When you get a box okay, of it. so yeah. stay golden. Yeah, stay golden. Okay. I, they've got two locations here in Nashville. Oh, okay, they, great food too. Uh, Simone Cagueba, a friend of mine. I don't know if you guys, do you guys know Simone. No, oh. he worked at Josephine for a little while. Chef at Josephine. Oh, cool. Yeah, great guy. He's been on Andy's Andy Downs podcast a few times. Do we mention other podcasts on here? Yeah, sure. Okay. Andy yeah. yeah. was just Annie F. Downs. Okay, great. Yeah, F. Downs. and she Have was on a friend of, friend of Annie's. <laughs> great guy, incredible chef. Anyway, it's his okay. place. Local. Local yeah. roastery. Yeah, great coffee. Okay. Anyway, that's what we, we stock it with now. He'll bring us some. Yeah. And then you, how do you if brew you it? Can, uh, we just run it through a, a normal a normal okay, machine. A we, yeah, we've got 20-some okay. people at the office, oh, so yeah. like doing any sort of like pour-over situation. Yeah. <laughs> Not for 20-some <laughs> people. Yeah. Like, no. As a COO, you're right. like, like, hey, that cup of coffee grab, grab a quick cup costed of coffee. $50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after I've got, after I have my coffee, um, I really do need a plan for the yeah. day. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have the tendency to, um, to just get onto rabbit trails. Mm. You know, I've, I've kind of always been that way. I, I was, a I took Ritalin as a kid, you know, it's kind of attention isn't right. my forte. Focus is not my <laughs> you forte. You would really be good friends. Yeah. I'm telling you. So if I can get, uh, if I can get a plan for the day and go, here's here's what I am going to work on, because otherwise I'll I'll dig into you know a spreadsheet and and look at data on our site traffic and figure out you know deep dive on stuff. Oh, and sure, I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm, it's it's 11:45 and I haven't even stood up and <laughs> I haven't gotten anything done today. So I'm trying to work on ideal work week. Yeah, yeah trying yeah. to get that set up just to get myself some boundaries in place. But uh, dude, it's always a crapshoot totally whether it's going to work or not. Yesterday night, so I'm still on jet lag at the time of the recording coming back from Australia oh, and I'm, I'm like substantial jet lag. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I was putting my son to bed. I fell asleep. I woke up at 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, Oh no. I know. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, we gotta, I can't go to bed too late. So 12, I'm laying in bed till 2 AM and you know, what's running through my mind. So not ever, not all of our listeners know this, but I'm transitioning back to Canada and Going back to church. So literally in my mind, yeah, I'm like. Yeah, so I'm going to have to replace <laughs> another one. Guess what, guys? <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk another about it Another one more. bites the dust. <laughs> we'll play it now. Cue it up. I mean, but, if we if we look at pattern, data and patterns. That's true. Nobody what, can what handle are we, What are we learning yeah. from this? Nobody can handle it. <laughs> but literally, I'm period. lying in bed thinking of all the analytics I'm going to start running oh, on yeah. the church. Yep for future multi-site locations and what we're going to be doing regarding finances. Like literally that's what's running through my mind. I'm like, why am I thinking about this right, right now? Right. But it's I because you don't that, have the boundary. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess in this case it's jet lag, but yeah. like if it were during the day, I, I just have to have that, those like, I've got hours set on Tuesdays and Thursdays to like, this is my, this is my dream phase. This yeah. is where I get to like, th this, this time is reserved for 
just thinking or just yeah. reading or whatever it is that I need to, or production or meetings or whatever it is, blocking that out, I feel like you can really prep your brain to, to actually function within that, within that specific category of whatever yeah. it is you have blocked out. That's good. So is that a, is that like a sticky note that reminds you to do it or a calendar reminder? Like how do you make sure that you can get to that rather than? Yeah, it's on, it's a, I created it in iCal and it okay. just repeats. Okay. You know, I've just got it repeated weekly. Okay. And so it'll, it'll ping me, you know, when the next, when it's time to switch. Yeah, that's good. I do what my phone tells me to do as well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, I I've not found a better alternative to keeping myself on track nope. other than my calendar. Oh. <laughs> it works, people. Yeah, it does, it does work. work. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to question four. What does leadership <laughs> in your home look like? Yeah. With and, and what is the with the CEO <laughs> right. with, yeah. with my boss? Yeah. So boundaries, but also yeah, for sure. kids. What does that look totally. like? Totally. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah. I think that, uh, that that's something we've had to navigate. You know, I know that there have been multiple conversations that we've had where I'll be talking to Rachel and maybe about work, typically about work. And, uh, she'll just go, am I talking to husband Ryan right now or COO <laughs> Ryan right now? Like what, what is, the, we need to like define this conversation or else it's going to get personal and you nobody should, wants that. You should just like have a hat. Yeah. No, no, that no, no. Carry, no, carry no, the hat around. No, don't do that. Yeah. Just start putting the hat on. Okay, She's going to see no. it. No, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Um, Rachel and I have known each other since we were seven. Are you kidding me? No. So we wow. met in second grade Sunday school and started dating in third grade. No, we started, <laughs> we started dating, uh, after Wait, in, in high school. Reese Witherspoon? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Got married as after sophomore year of college. Yeah. Like we, we've raised each other. Like yeah. we, we have known each other from the beginning. And so, um, I think we're really set up well mm. to be in the, in the structure that we are as far as from a work, work perspective. Um, and, obviously we're, we're, we have very different personalities mm. you know, outside of work. Um, and so, you know, leadership is really, it's really a, a, a tag team job. I mean, yeah. we're, we're really good communicators with each other. I think that's helped a lot. Um, and the cool thing about Rachel is that she, she is a born CEO. Like she's, she's, has a, an incredible awareness of like the big picture status of work, but also home, like in our home. Like she, she just kind of knows what the climate is and mm -hmm. and where everybody's at as far as levels of happiness and need and all that. And and I'm just so focused in on the like day after day. Everybody's hat. We're have, We're doing something fun. We're everybody's happy. We're we're having food. Like, hey, are we consistently eating at the dinner table? Cool. That's yeah. great. Okay. Um, but she's like, we let's take a vacation. Like, let's go. Let's go somewhere. Let's go do something. Yeah. That would be, I think, really good for the family to have this fun thing to do. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of travel averse, but like, she always ends up doing it, and it's great. And I once I'm there, I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm so glad we went on this trip, but. I don't really like to don't really like to travel, um, so yeah. I mean, I think that just having a, a really clear understanding of of who Rachel is, I think, has has made it a lot easier. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, working with her in the home. You Do know, you guys have a physical office? Yeah. Are you, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've uh, we've got a, a place in in Brentwood. 
Okay. Okay. So then how does parenting, what does parenting look like? Because both of y'all are full time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we've, uh, we've gone the nanny route. We've got okay. a great, um, uh, a, a great girl that has, has integrated into our family. Okay. Um, she's fantastic and, uh, frees us to, um, really get to engage deeply with the kids instead of, uh, you know, folding laundry and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's not, I know it sounds crazy. And I always feel strange to say like, oh yeah, well we have a nanny who does our, you know, washes our clothes and things. And, and I'm really grateful to have, mm -hmm. to be able to have that uh, because it does, you know, being able to come home and, and spend quality time with the kids is, is a huge blessing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been a, an awesome provision for us. Mm, that's good. So when you, let, let's say you were, Ryan, you were sitting across the table with your 20-year-old self, mm -hmm. right? What would you tell yourself about, about preparing to lead? You're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been married already, yeah. right? Yeah, married. Yeah. Married at 20. Couldn't even rent a car on our honeymoon. <laughs> so we got a scooter. That is crazy. We got a moped. I got married a month before I turned 21. <laughs> yeah. The rental car that we had yep. after our wedding had to be in her name. Right, rather than my, right, right. She's two years older than yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I got married later yeah which is why i have after his modeling days 50 <laughs> month old why do you continue <laughs> i just i love seeing how you react that way. <laughs> let's continue um man leadership are you do you mean like in from a business perspective or just in, in the home like or? you're sitting across yourself yeah yeah just or even in general to 20 year olds sure in, yeah. um about preparing to lead be slow to speak and quick to gather information that's a biggie you know <laughs> like whether, whether it's yeah. from we've done 300 and i don't know how yeah, many episodes this is 362 haven't heard that no, one yeah. haven't. no. <laughs> just slow adding to on speak. to the words of scripture that's all <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it said anything about yeah, that that's, and <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's extra biblical yeah extra biblical information that's um, why that that's why that bible's so thick uh, yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I think it does make a difference. I mean, whether it's in whether it's in business and you're trying to make a business decision, um, or or in your home and having that awareness of of the needs of the people around you, mm. man, I feel like I can lead so much better uh, the more I am aware and and hear and and gather information and knowledge about someone. Um, makes it makes a huge difference in how you support and care for people, mm. for sure. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, um, if you were sitting across, I mean, we have a lot of church leaders listening in. Yeah. Right. And I think um, from the research that we've done and we've talked about much here and there, reading the Bible is, I mean, just the key thing for yeah. kids, yeah. for everything. adults, everything that's going to increase and affect all thing. aspects of spiritual yeah. maturity. Yeah. So for the church leaders listening in, sure. what advice would you give them to encourage and to help encourage their congregation huh. to get into the word. That's it's, I didn't know you were going to ask this question. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really interesting because we've done our five, but I'm so glad we had a bonus question. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. That's, it's actually really interesting. So we, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little backstory yes, first, yeah, yeah. a little, a little vision behind the scenes because, you know, from the start, um, she reached truth has always the, we've always been about biblical literacy. Mm. You know, we believe that the words of scripture are life-changing and 
uh, useful for teaching, rebuking, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Um, Life-changing words. And that's what we've always been about. Um, You know, in fact, Rachel always, uh, she would always say, you know, there's lots of ministries out there that are trying to reach the unreached. Um, And she said, we are um, trying to get the already reached to reach for their Bibles. Mm. Just like great little wordplay yeah, there, right? Nice job. Very tweetable. That's pretty nice, right? <laughs> yes, very tweetable. And, you know, there have been times in the past where people have reached out to us and they've been like, hey, can, how, how can we uh, send a donation or send a tithe to you? And we're like, please don't do that because we're not a church. Like yeah. uh, we, we would really love for you to direct that to your local church, like mm-hmm. dig into a church. We are for, she reached truth and he reached truth are for the local church. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've never tried to be the alternative to church, but we've tried to be a guide in between Sundays. Yeah. And that, you know, four, 14% of, was it 14%? Let me look at my notes. No, it's 22%. Mm. 22% of church attending Christians in the United States read their Bibles regularly during the week. That's wow. that's sad. Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, that puts a huge weight on pastors, mm-hmm. you know, trying to come on a, on a Sunday and, and preach a sermon and the the amount of of backstory and explanation that has to be involved in that, mm. and even the level of depth that they can go with an with a biblically illiterate congregation is is sad. You know, that's it, it, it's really difficult for them. And so, you know, one of our goals this year has been to, um. In, in addition to continuing to serve individuals across the world in providing great Bible reading plans is to partner with churches mm. and to um, provide them with tools and resources that can easily integrate into their congregation and make it easy for them to point their congregation to the Bible during the week. Um, I mean, that's what we've done. That is our, that is our sweet spot mm. reading plans. We can get you through the week. We can get you to Sunday. And so it's, it's interesting that you asked that. I think that, you know, churches have been reaching out to us from the beginning and seeing, seeing that value, but not really, not really knowing how to, how to do that. Yeah. Um, but knowing the value yeah. and, and knowing what an impact that it can make, uh, to have biblically literate people in the pews who will respond and, and understand and be further and, and deeper drawn t- to God. Yeah. So have you heard of some examples of, of ways churches are using your material? Yeah. To- it, it, there, there's a, ver- there's a few different ways that they, that they typically do. They'll either use it for, um, Sometimes it's sermon series. Okay. Oh, you know, okay. Uh, you know, s- summer summer sermon series. Um, you know, we do some church uh, church calendar stuff too. So they'll they'll use it through Advent. Okay. Cool. Um, and and make kinda that like, like a supplemental here's a sermon, and then midweek. Yeah. Is this, yeah. Just kind of a supplemental yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, supplemental right. content. Okay. Um, so there's there's that way. Sometimes it's used as small groups. Mm. Um, great for small groups. Um, you know, in addition to the Sundays. And um, one thing that we're really working working toward right now is making our 
all of our reading plans available to, or making our reading plans through the app available to churches to give to their congregations. So just, uh, you know, incredible accessibility. If you're walking through the doors of a church, you have access to, to, to the app and, and everything that's in there. Love it. Love it. So yeah, it's, that's uh it's definitely a big, um, a big pursuit for us right now. And I think that one that makes a big impact is you, you had asked, you know, stories of, of, uh, you know, the way that's working. I mean, we're, yeah. we're integrating this now into our, into our own churches mm. and, uh, and seeing and hearing what an impact that it has made, uh, and just getting people to, to read the word and, and how easy it is to read yeah. the Bible. It should be easy. It's for you. Yeah. It should be easy to read. It's great. And this is, I mean, this is me personally being sincere about this. You know, there's no advertising or anything going on. No. I mean, we do have advertisers. Uh, but this is not, no, this one, is of not them. one of them. And <laughs> this is because no, we, we love, want to. Yeah. And yeah, we <laughs> wanted to interview you and um, wanted to, especially in light of the He Reads Truth Bible coming yeah. out. So definitely check out He Reads Truth, She Reads Truth, the Bibles, uh, as well as all the other materials that yeah. you guys have. And if you have kids, seriously, I've been, you know, my kids are sometimes, you know, they're open up scriptures here and there in the full text Bibles, but a lot of times it's been, you know, Bible storybooks. But for me, it was like, how do I get them to begin digging into it? Yep. So my wife bought my girls, my son's still a bit too young, Kids Reads Truth, First Love Corinthians. Love it. And they're doing it. Yeah. And it's easy enough that they can answer the questions and yep. then they can color and yep. then they can design and they don't always fully color the pictures, but they can, it, it's a way for them to meditate on the word. Yep. So it's been neat to see them beginning to uh, do their own Bible study yep. rather than just reading a story about the Bible. So thank Love you it. for yep. get into scripture, get them into scripture. Yeah. They'll grow in affection for God and his word. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Love it. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode with Ryan. If you enjoyed that, you're likely going to enjoy the newest podcast. Uh, that's a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family. It's called the Unseen Leadership Podcast, hosted by Chandler Vinoy and Josh Hunter. They explore the unseen stories that have made leaders who they are today. It's a podcast for young leaders to learn from those ahead of them by exploring the early days of their leadership, understanding the mistakes they made, and identifying the habits that shape them, all to help you lead in the future. Just look up Unseen Leadership in your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today.